Abracadabra. What is that I see? Could it be a weather mystery? Welcome to What Is It About the Weather podcast where we explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Schleinick, and this week, this week, well, is it all as it appears? Maybe, maybe not. Actually, you know, abracadabra, do you know what that means? It means, translates into, I mean, it's not, you know, a, a word that is English by any means. Translates into creating as you're speaking. And I'm sure it had a different meaning many years ago when it was created, but I think about the, the day, and age in which, day and age in which we live right now, right? And about how we hear all these stories about things being created as they're said for the first time and claims and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It seemed particularly relevant in this time we find ourselves in. Any case, before I get to that topic... Where I get lost in the world of illusion. I hope you're having good weather. Mine's doing that, you know, flippy floppy thing still. Warm, cold, cold, warm. Can't seem to make up its mind. Was, you know, had some rain come through. It had been kind of warm in the last week. Rain came through. Cold on Saturday. Kind of created an illusion in my mind. You know, we're at that time of year, right, where we're transitioning if you're, you know, Again, depends which hemisphere you're in. And I know in the tropics, it's not always, doesn't always apply. But the vast majority of the world who lives in the mid-latitudes, we get a perspective, right, that things are going to be a way, we look at it visually. Like I look outside and I see a sunny day and I go, oh, it's spring. And weather's been like X. And sometimes you forget, well, but it, weather temperature changed and yeah that may impact your reality and it did for me this weekend had a nice ride into the city but it's a little colder to start a little windier made it a little cool but you know things did warm up in any case it, you know it wasn't I knew because I looked at the forecast but at first glance you go oh it just it looks like it's going to be warm and it wasn't in any case still enjoyable for me hope yours has been I want to thank I got a couple of comments. One about the Johnstown flood. As always, I, I, I enjoy hearing from you guys. And the one about the Johnstown flood, what was interesting to me was the comment came from somebody who has a perspective of what they do for a living, right? And they, had, they knew the story and they knew it from a couple of different perspectives. And it reminded me that that's, that's how we all go into these things, right? We first see a story and we adapt it or interpret it from our frame of reference. And that frame of reference can be very different if you're coming at it from a different, you know, thing that you do for a living or hobby that you undertake, whatever it might be, or even our life experiences. I don't know. I found that kind of interesting. Also, I had a follow-up. I want to follow up on entropy. I had a question about Shannon's entropy as it relates to that old toothpaste, right? And, and the question was, you know, had to do with, you know, does Shannon's entropy somehow give us a way to get the toothpaste back in the tube? And, and the reality is, not really, but it, maybe here's a better way to think about Shannon's entropy as it relates to that toothpaste, right? So whenever we have toothpaste, we squeeze it a certain way, knowing we're going to get a certain amount out, right? And 
if you change brands or, you know, we've had these different containers over time, right? When, how you get toothpaste out of the tube. And for a while, what was popular, and I know they still sell them. I don't think they're, I don't know, maybe I've seen a lot of walk away from it, I guess, is the ones that kind of have that internal tube that squeezes or it gets smaller and smaller as you go along. And over time that can change the pressure in the tube and how hard it is to get toothpaste out. But any case, if you change brands or something, you may not know exactly how much toothpaste is going to come out when you squeeze. And what Shannon's Entropy does, instead of saying, one, Shannon's Entropy tells us one of two things is going to happen, right? One is we're going to have toothpaste come out or we're not. But the idea with Shannon's Entropy is the more you can understand about how much pressure to apply or what your experience might be. All those things help eliminate those unknowns. And that's really what we're dealing about with, with that specific type of entropy is the more knowledge we gain, at least, you know, maybe it's still going to come out, but maybe we assure that we're not going to get way too much of it by applying too much pressure, et cetera. So this thought I'd, I'd throw that in there. So there's always different ways to be thinking about that darn toothpaste. All right. As I said, Love hearing from you guys. If there's ever a question about an episode or you have some follow-up, it's always welcome. What is it about the weather? Gmail.com. Find what is it about the weather on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, Mark underscore Jelanik. You can, as I've stated before, support the podcast at patreon.com slash weather and learn more about it there. But let's get on to illusions and magic and fooling our senses because really that's what it's all about, right? When when you think about what's happening with anything that we call an illusion or that we call magic, what's what's going on is trying to fake out our brain and, and our many sensory organs, if you will, that send information to our brain so that our brain can make a decision about something, right? And Weather plays a role in that amongst a variety of other things. But if you don't stop and think about it, you don't realize how much weather can really impact things. Now, I like optical illusions. I always have, and I should say illusions in general. I'm always kind of, you know, well, now they're in my news feed. So now I'm getting stories on a regular basis that show me all these new ones. And, and that's not all bad. It, it kind of keeps my brain going. And there are some that are done, you know, that, again, we live in an age where people would take pictures and it's amazing what kind of photos show up. And there was one that was an example that was this dog's head that looked like it was coming out of the, the street, literally. But what it really was is it was on a ledge, but the ledge coloring and the street behind it were so precise and the angle was just right on the photo that it literally looked like the dog's head was captured within the street when the reality was the rest of his body was behind this ledge. And, you know, he's probably laying down. It probably wasn't a very tall ledge. And I saw another one today with a dog where the dog's body was turned, but it looks like the dog's cut in half and the rest of them is a log, like he was cut off a log, right? So I enjoy those things. I enjoy letting my brain try to find the things. And I also enjoy the intentional ones because we've had this that's gone on for a long time, right? You have it in um, different artists that have, have worked in that. Like I think it's Escher that did a lot of these things where your mind's just kind of blown because you think you're following a path and then you realize it's taking you to a different place. But, you know, it's the same thing with 
do you see the the old man or the young woman or is it the old woman young woman kind of thing all these different things right and i've i've mentioned some of this stuff before but i i like putting my brain through those tests because it keeps my brain active it keeps me thinking different ways and you know i'll read about all these interpretations of well this means you're more analytical versus more creative that's fine i don't i don't i don't get hung up on which of those things it is i try to always see if it's one of those that you're supposed to see multiple things i try to see the multiple things, but I always enjoy the ones where I have a hard time, no matter whether I know it's there or not, that my brain really wants to squeeze back to what I saw first. Right. And so we, so we've had it there, you know, it was popular when we had, I I don't know if you remember those dot images where you had to kind of look at it with a different perspective and it created a 3d image. I, I had a couple of those. I thought it was really cool. And Again, this kind of stuff has even impacted meteorology. There was a dress that a lot of on-air meteorologists were wearing that was different colors, right, to, depending on how you saw it. And, and I never saw the alternate color scheme, but, you know, again, it, it kind of, it's something that's, that's hit me that is in my space, but doesn't necessarily um, relevant to, you know, the, the weather world around us. So I, I thought, I, you know, I started thinking about it. It's like, okay, you know, I love this stuff. And the idea of fooling our senses, a lot of it does have to do with visual things, okay? And a lot of that has to do with light. You know, everybody always thinks about, well, it's, you know, it's all lighting. But the reality is it's not that simple, okay? So weather really does do a couple of things. Now, of course, there are weather-driven illusions themselves, like a rainbow is a classic example, right? So we have light coming in. It's, you know, refracting, scattering a different way. It's creating this rainbow because of, right, we had rain. Or it could happen with other, it could happen literally with sleet and other things. But you you more or less had water drops come from the sky. The sun's at the right angle. It creates these things. And there's other illusions along those lines. You know, you maybe have heard sun dogs, uh, different types of rays that come from the sun that create the illusion of the sun either bending around the earth or being in a different position from where we think it is. And I even had a cover art that I put in the show notes a couple weeks ago that was the sun and it looked like the top of it was almost blowing up like a little bit of volcano. And this all has to do with how light travels. Mirages are another classic example of that. Okay. So mirage, you know, where you see water on the surface, this all has to do with actually temperature. And you get these sudden changes in temperature, like just at the surface and slightly above it, that change how light is traveling. And that gives the impression of the sunlight coming up at, you know, creating this wetness look to the surface. And you've heard probably about it recently. Maybe you've seen one or two of these. They, They were popular a couple months ago. I saw a couple of stories where it looked like a ship was floating in the horizon. Same sort of problem is you have a body of water that's at a probably more of a steady state. Okay, And then just right above that, the temperature change in the air is driving different ways that light is flowing to our eyes. Okay, So we get these things that are kind of either combination that it's definitely weather driven like a, a rainbow or mirage. Or you get these influences of temperature doing it. And the more you think about it, it's not just a visual thing that can go on. Right. Weather has the ability through different elements to play with our other senses as well, okay? So think about it this way. So temperature 
differences, like I was just talking about driving that wind change and giving those us those optical things. But also, when you get those wind shifts, you may get, as an example, sounds that you're uh, that you're not expecting. Have you ever been out like on a walk in the woods? And all of a sudden you hear something that just sounds, you know, the wind may be going, but maybe not particularly strong. And all of a sudden you just hear this popping noise or you hear a certain noise that sounds like a big creature is all of a sudden upon you. When the reality is maybe the wind was blowing two trees against each other in such a way that it created that sound. And what, you know, you think, oh, what was that? And then again, you're trying, your mind's trying to figure out where the, the, the bear is coming from, if that's what it is. But on the other side of it, you get this sensation that, okay, when you figure it out, it's, it's just trees, but then it stops and you can't quite place why it's happening. And then all of a sudden it happens again. And you know, you, you figure it out ultimately, right? You figure out, okay, the wind was doing that. So we got temperature changes that can do it. You've got the wind that can do it, but actually even changes and you can imagine, I, you know, I didn't get into the whole idea of moisture, but how fog changes our, our perception. I mean, there's all sorts of conversations about, you know, not only does fog limit your visibility, but you lose perspective of, for instance, how fast you're traveling. And it's one of the reasons that fog contributes to wrecks uh, with cars, etc. It's not just how far you can see in front of you. It's this, you lose a perception with not being able to see how your car is moving to the things that you normally see on the side of the road. When you can't see those things, you get, you lose this sense of how fast you might even be moving, right? But atmospheric pressure can also do some of these things, okay? So atmospheric pressure changes the way that Waves move through the atmosphere, if you will. And particularly, this is important with sound. And I actually saw an article just today that they did a study, and I'll put a link in the show notes about this, about how sound moves on the planet Mars and how different it is to hear. And it really boils down to how drastically different atmospheric pressure is on Mars versus here. But it would explain, for instance, why someone at a very high altitude, maybe on the top of a mountain, you, you know, put wind aside, assume that's not windy. You may not hear people the same that you do at the coast. Now, you may not perceive the changes all that much, but they could be subtle enough that it throws you off your game, if you will. So it can create this alternate scenario in Again, if our body's already in a heightened state, let's, you know, we're, we consider ourselves in a spooky situation, if you will. These things that might be different are going to throw what our brain is expecting. It's going to give it evidence to create that, whether it's really there or not. So you've got all these weather elements coming into play, right? And I remember a classic one. So I, I had one, my grandmother used to tell this story about, you know, the, the wind and, or the ghost that was coming and, and would slam the door or whatever it was. And their house, it was, it was very interesting. Their house was set up such that they had a garage underneath. So it was a, a kind of a steep driveway. So it was one of those ones with a garage you'd drive in and opening it was also cooler down there so they she knew what the the differences would drive and so she could literally have this door open and start telling me the story and know precisely about how long it would take for that to happen and she would have me turned away looking at her and she could see the door starting to move and could you know change how quickly she got to the punchline if if you will based on that and it was it was weather at play it was you know it's a combination you can look at it one of two ways sometimes it's the temperature 
difference that's driving that. You've you've probably noticed it. You go in somewhere in summer versus winter time and how hard it can be to open or close a door. And part of that is pressure, but part of it is also just equilibrium. And you can think about it, whether it's a temperature equilibrium or a pressure equilibrium, but all those things come into play. But I was particularly struck by something that happened to me this week where, okay, we, we got the idea of illusions. We got the idea of whether contributing to the illusion, whether it's intentional or just perception, but sometimes the weather itself kind of throws you off. Now, you know, you could argue that a rainbow is kind of like that. Rainbow is this thing in the sky. It's kind of associated with weather. We all know you can't get to the end of rainbow no matter how hard we chase to try to get there. But I was driving down the road and I looked over to, you know, out, the, out my side and I could have sworn there was this major thunderstorm going off and I was trying to play something like, but that's not that far away. It, it, but it looked, it had that classic summertime thunderstorm look. And I don't, you know, if you've never seen one, you can Google a, an image on the internet, what we call an anvil top. So you get these towering cloud columns, right? And as they reach the tropopause and they come up against that kind of barrier, it spreads out, right? And this had that look to it. And I'm like, God, that looks just like it. Now I got home and I'm looking at it and I, I saw that there was some rain in the air and I was like, no, what really had happened was I had this visual layer of clouds and one of them kind of had that shape to it because it was the angle at which I was traveling, right? And there was this rain cloud underneath it because there was, there were these kind of little areas of rain going by and it created this illusion for me that it was like this low lying equivalent of a uh, summer thunderstorm going on, right? But it wasn't. It was this combination of two different cloud types. But weather can fake us out with other ways too. I mean, you you maybe have seen it before. There's something we call Virga that has to do with you see rain in the distance, right? But when it gets to you, it's not falling or you can see the ground. It's not reaching. It's just rain that dries up before it finally reaches the ground. So it can happen all the time. And another one that, you know, you can even kind of test out sometime, right? Because we, we get these misperceptions and clouds do that to us a lot right because we don't always have a good sense if you ever been looking at the sky and you think clouds at a certain level and then you'll see something like either a bird pass or you'll see a big plane go by and you'll go that plane looks really small those clouds are a lot higher than i thought right and this is part of how a weather element can work in that illusion is we don't always have the frame of reference particularly with wind because we don't have that visual reminder and only at certain speeds do we get the audio reminder Atmospheric pressure, well, you don't have that. Temperature, a little more so, right? We know if it's warm or cold, but we may not sense the differences if we're not in the right situation. But a good one is when you're out in a car and you're driving down the road, have you ever been in a situation where it feels like you're moving really fast, the world besides you moving really fast? Like I said, you, fog kind of takes that out of it, but it, let's assume lower level, everything looks like. But the clouds seem stationary. Now, there could be two things going on. Depending on the cloud types, you, you know, it may give you that perception. But every so often, take a look at it and, and maybe either slow down or if you change direction, see if it holds. Because sometimes it can truly just be how fast those clouds are moving. And if they're moving in a direction that's relevant to you. You know, it's like why we always see the moon or the sun in a certain position and the further away it is relative you know, it, it holds that, but clouds can move fast enough and you may not have that perception on the ground, or it may be in, in such a direction that you don't realize it. And I've, I've done this before. I filled like a, a time-lapse where it truly looks like the clouds 
the sky's just holding still with all these cars flying by and everything because it was in hyperlapse mode. But it's another idea about how weather can fake out our senses. So it's really kind of neat when you think about all these things that weather in and of itself, right, can contribute to the illusion or can be the illusion. And it's just another reminder. Maybe, maybe, maybe. The next time, the next time you go to look what's at the end of the rainbow, just remember. There's much more to weather than the weather itself. <laughs>